The following sermon is from Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church in New York City at the corner of Fifth Avenue and 55th Street in the heart of Manhattan. We welcome you to worship with our vibrant community of faith. Head to fapc.org and join our email list and be sure to subscribe to FAPC in New York City, our YouTube channel. And now we invite you to breathe deep and lean into the beauty of worship with Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church. Let's listen now to the Word of God from the Gospel of John, chapter 10, starting with the 22nd verse. At that time, the festival of the dedication took place in Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in the portico of Solomon. So the non-believers gathered around him and said to him, How long will you keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Jesus answered, I have told you, and you do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of the Father's hand. The Father and I are one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be to God. God. One of the things the disciples did behind locked doors was to ask questions starting with something like, remember when Jesus dot, dot, dot. Whether it was a saying or an action, the resurrection forced them to revisit, re-examine, and reinterpret them. Remember that time in the winter, you know, during Hanukkah, when Jesus was hanging out in the eastern courtyard of the temple, the, the portico of Solomon, and there were all these Jews like us gathered around him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were lots of them who didn't believe in him. R right. It, it was difficult to tell if there were more believers or non-believers. <laughs> Remember that one fellow who straight up asked Jesus, are you the Messiah? Yeah, they all complained. How long are you going to keep us in suspense? If you are the Messiah, tell us plainly. Remember what he said? I have told you, and you do not believe. Yeah, I do remember that, but it's weird, because I don't ever recall Jesus saying, yes, I am the Messiah. That's because he never did say it like that. I remember he said, the works that I do in my Father's name testify to me. Could you imagine the moment, the realization hit the disciples that resurrection was among the works that testify to Jesus? The 
the disciples experienced Jesus as a teacher, preacher, healer, and feeder. Of course, these are all good things that godly men do. But now they experience Jesus as a death defeater. The answer to the question, are you the Messiah, looks different in light of Jesus' resurrection. Eyes and mouths go large, shock, awe, confusion, all the feels must have been felt. Wow, that, that, that's wild. Jesus really is one with the Father. Jesus is God. He really is the Messiah. <sighs> yeah, but for God, Jesus could be pretty cold. <laughs> what, what do you mean? Remember what he said to the non-believers? But you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. <laughs> That's pretty cold, no? I mean, they're left out. N not really. N now that you said it like that, aloud, I, I think that Jesus is even more caring and inclusive than I had previously thought. Remember, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I know my own, and they know me just as the Father knows me, and I know the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. That was from John chapter 10, verses 14 through 16. Jesus is the good shepherd who lays down his life for the sheep the ones in his flock, and the ones not yet in his flock. Again, the, the, the group must have been shocked to make the connection and find the deeper meaning of Jesus saying, I give them eternal life, and they will never perish. Right? The, the Jesus that just demonstrated the power of resurrection, offering now that same power to us. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them. They follow me. Is it easy to hear his voice? I think today's passage reveals that it might be a struggle for many. As many believers were gathered around Jesus, there were as many non-believers the non-believers were not unwilling to believe. They were confused and wanted Jesus to tell them plainly if he were the Messiah. In her essay in Connections, Carolyn B. Helsel gives insight as, why, as to why it was difficult for the non-believers. The festival of the dedication dates back to 164 BCE, after the Maccabean Revolt when the Syrians had attacked the Israelites and besieged the city of Jerusalem. 
during the time that the Syrians were in control of the city, they commanded the people to burn offerings for their Syrian gods in the temple. When Judas Maccabeus had defeated the army that had control of Jerusalem, he demolished the altar that the Seleucid king Antiochus IV had profaned, replacing it with a new altar and rededicating it to the Lord. The Israelites held eight nights of celebration of this dedication, which was henceforth called the festival of Hanukkah, which means dedication. It makes sense that during the festival of the dedication, this Maccabean revolt would have been on the minds of persons who were getting, going into the temple. There in the surrounding courtyard of the temple, standing in the portico of Solomon, Jesus proclaims that the Father and I are one. The non-believers are thinking, here is someone who is claiming equal status with God who is claiming to be a good shepherd, when our prophets have spoken of false shepherds who led us astray. We do not want a repeat of Antiochus IV's treachery, profaning the altar of the temple. Therefore, they would naturally resist Jesus, who is apparently trying to lead them to blasphemy. Helsa goes on. When we imagine in this way their reaction to Jesus, the non-believers in this context are zealously protecting the temple that they have been called to preserve for the one true God. When Jesus is asked whether he is the Messiah, Jesus continually uh, continues to identify himself with God. This is not the image of the Messiah they anticipate. They look for a military leader closer to the figure of Judas Maccabeus, who fought to defend the people from foreign occupation. The Messiah, they expect, will bring military might and destroy their enemies. This is relatable for many of us. The way of the world and life experience have conditioned us. We have learned that for you to win, someone else must lose. That might makes right. Money is happiness. Always look out for number one. Mercy is for the weak. And it makes it difficult to hear Jesus' voice. Dogs are amazing. If you're a cat person, go ahead and make the substitution in your head. Of the many lovable things, I particularly love dogs that listen to people. If an owner tells me the name of their dog, and I call it, and it obeys the command that I give, I go nuts. Sit, oh, who's a good boy? Fetch, oh, who's a good girl? Right, roll over, high five, paw. But as a former dog owner, there's a quandary in having a dog that listens to people other than you. <laughs> Will he listen to me when it matters? Do I have her loyalty? 
I don't have a dog, so I don't struggle with that question anymore. I do, however, have two kids. <laughs> getting them to listen to me is getting tougher and tougher. Repeating something more than three times works on a good day. More and more, my voice competes with other voices. Why do I have to do this? My friend doesn't have to do this. Why can't I do that? You do it. I can increase my volume. But how loud will I max out? I can flex. But how long before they're stronger than me? I can threaten. But how long before they don't care? In the long game, I am able to con when I am able to convey my love and care, which isn't necessarily easy, I find the rate of success is much higher. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. What voice is his? What is he saying? Jesus says, I know you. Jesus tells us, I know you and I love you. God knows us. God loves us. Therefore, we follow. But who do we follow? How do we follow? There are many who believe they follow a Jesus who is a military leader, who will crush enemies on your behalf. We follow as if we're ready to commit violence and greedily accumulate for ourselves all in the name of Jesus. God knows us. God loves us. Jesus willingly lays down his life for us to demonstrate it. Therefore, we follow as sheep who belong to a good shepherd. When we partake in the meal set before us at Christ's table, we affirm the love of God and promise to follow the ways of Jesus Christ, the self-giving God who willingly lays down his life for us, who taught us to put the interests of others before our own. And so we're left to wonder, will we follow this Jesus? Will we eat at his table? Friends, all are welcome. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go forth to follow paths of righteousness. Go forth to follow paths of peace. And may God's goodness and mercy follow you as you serve the risen Lord. May Christ, the Good Shepherd, bless and guide you this day and always. Amen.